West 134th Street, across the street from the hospital. And our two family medical clinics open in La Rose and cut off weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All of our locations are offering COVID-19 vaccinations and flu vaccinations. Don't sit home feeling poorly. Seek quality health care from Lady of the Sea. Advanced Eye Institute in Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Trying them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light. And give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. What did you think of the Monday night game? Rams 30-23. In the hunt, Saints 6-7, Falcons 6-7, Eagles 6-7, Vikings 6-7. In the wild card right now, Washington 6-7, Niners 7-6, Rams 9-4. Packers in the top seed right now at 10-3. Bucks 10-3, Cards 10-3, Cowboys 9-4. That is how your NFC looks in the NFC picture as we head into the next week of the NFL. Head coach Sean Payton spoke yesterday. We'll hear from him quickly here in a sec. Marcus Davenport, Eric McCoy here as well. And I just wanted to play this because it is, we're going to talk NFL here in the segment. Fletcher Mackle is going to join us next segment. Todd McShay just released his mock draft 1.0. That's right, on December 14th. <laughs> Nothing like a mock draft today. The only reason I'm bringing this up, and I, and I love Fletcher, because he, he is the mock draft king over here locally. So I had to bring this up, right? Top five quarterbacks per Todd McShay's 2022 NFL mock draft. Kenny Pickett is the quarterback for Pittsburgh. He has him going to the Steelers 12th. Now, again, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago on Sunday NFL Countdown, there was a whole package about how this will be one of those rare years that they don't foresee doesn't mean a team won't do it, but they don't foresee a quarterback being selected in the first 10 picks in the upcoming draft. That's just kind of where this quarterback pool is this year. There's no QB coming out that's available that they feel will be the number one pick overall, the number five pick overall even. So Kenny Pickett out of Pitts to the Steelers at 12th. Matt Corral, Ole Miss, Washington, 13th pick. The 17th pick, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. At 19, to have your New Orleans Saints. Selecting quarterback from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. Sam Howell, the QB from North Carolina. McShay has the Lions selecting him with the 25th pick overall. So anyway, we'll talk to Fletcher a little bit about that. If you have thoughts on that, would you like to see the Saints select a quarterback in the first round? Or is it offensive lineman receiver or receiver offensive lineman? Best receiver, best offensive lineman available. Or is it you move up to go get the best receiver like you desperately need? They, they need a receiver. I don't know what I can trust in Michael Thomas. Like, I'm leaning 
I'll go find someone to play quarterback next year. Whether I try to bring back Winston, I try to trade for Russell Wilson. The problem is, if you trade for Russell Wilson, you're going to be giving up a first-round pick. As in this year's, right? Same thing with Rodgers. Unless they're giving him his outright release, but I don't see that happening. That That's the only thing there. Even if it's Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers that's coming here, who's catching the passes for him next year? We're hoping Michael Thomas will be healthy and ready to go. We're hoping that that's going to work out. And even still, then you're back at the, the, the problem you had two years ago. Who's the number two? Can you go find that? Now, look, the salary cap is slated to go up north of $200 million. It's 182 this year. I think it's, what, 208 next year. So they'll be able to spend a little bit more. Now, I know they're in the red now, but don't worry about it. They'll figure it out. But that is something to think about. If you if you want Aaron or Russell, you're going to be giving up a first-round pick. That first-round pick, you'd like to see to a receiver, an offensive lineman, or could they go quarterback? Todd McShay has him there. So, anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. Aiden Hutchinson, he has the defensive end from Michigan going number one overall to the Lions. Derek Stingley, Jr., LSU. Number four to the Jets is what he has. You can see the rest of the top ten. We'll go into that here in a quick second. But I want to play this as well because you remember last week it was Keyshawn was kind of suggesting to Chris Mortensen and Chris Mortensen had to answer, could the Giants be a destination for Sean Payton? And I'm like, stop it. By the way, the um, newspapers (laughs) for the – New York teams yesterday was uh, something else. Loserville, the New York Post. Jeff Duncan tweeting the the front page of it yesterday. Big Blue clinch under 500 season and above it five years in a row. No playoffs. Gang Green out of playoff contention 11 years in a row. I'm sure Sean Payne would love to be on the front of that baby. Loserville. Anyway, Chris Morton had to defend, and he even said, there's no, there's nothing to believe that Sean would think about New York. And here's another reason I've always said about Dallas, which just seems to be another wonderful destination that everyone wants to put Sean Payton in. As long as Jerry Jones is around, could you imagine this? This was Jerry on, I think, The Fan, talking about Dak Prescott. Mind you, they've won the last two weeks. The Cowboys are 9-4. and four, But the topic yesterday nationally was Dak Prescott. He's in a slump. Screaming A. They can't win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott playing that way. Ryan Clark. He, he, he's got to play better. Just keep in mind the Saints quarterback's performances so far this season. I'm just, I'm just telling you. But can you imagine Mickey Loomis, Gail Benson, Saying this, I don't want to say that slump, but that's a, that's probably fair. But it's such a multifaceted evaluation. But uh, I would say that our offense is definitely away from where we were playing five and six games ago, from the standpoint of production. <laughs> I'm just telling you. If you don't think that affects the coaching staff and player, I just, there is no way Sean's going to go from the comfort of, I'm that voice in this building. I, that's me. That's me saying that. And he's going to keep it inside the like. Could you just imagine Mickey? Man, I'm telling you, we're, uh, Taysom's got to do better. Trevor, you know, got to make some plays here. Jameis got to make some plays here. I mean, they, they don't even want to go off on, you know, they're receiving core. They just say, you know, that's got to improve. Like, there's a certain way to sort of do that. I just, I, when I heard that this morning, I'm like, I got to play that for y'all. I, I just can't imagine, you know, yeah, our quarterback's in a slump. They've won the last two games <laughs> in a slump. In a slump. Anyway, uh, back to Sean. And one of the things that he touched on was the fact that they are an 11 points underdog going into Tampa on Sunday. Honestly, I wouldn't. There's certain times I, I, it's a great question, but I think that 
each week there's reasons. I don't, I don't know that we all pay close attention anymore to, like, who's the favorite, who's the underdog, or, uh, you, you know, I mean, you get a flavor during the week as to, hey, we know we're playing a good team. We're playing the team just won the Super Bowl and that's playing outstanding and playing very well at home, and, and it's always been we've had some battles, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm pretty sure that's something that I'm not going to bring up. Like, hey, guys, we're you know, no one's respecting us. I mean, part of that is you know how we played recently and the injuries we've had, and there's a number of things, and so I don't, I don't see that, um, I don't see that being a factor in how we prepare both, you know, for the game mentally and I, it's a division game that, that's significant. Now, obviously getting some of those players back was key, right? I mean, it may, makes, makes a lot of sense to, to Teron Armstead. The second Taysom Hill touchdown, Armstead just destroyed his blocker, put him up there. You, you think he was important coming back? I can't tell you the significance of, you know, a player like him or a player like Ramchek and, now, some weeks we're running left or right based on the defense's personnel and other weeks maybe based on our personnel. We weigh all those things into account. Some weeks we're going both ways. But look, Toronto can landmark uh, an end, and if the end tries to come maybe underneath, he can capture that, and the ball can go outside. And, and so because of that athleticism, the horizontal width to holes gets increased. And if you don't have that, it can be decreased. Also, in terms of impact, Davenport, that was nice to get back as well. Yeah, looking, he's long, he's strong, plays hard, you know, and with the absence of Cam, as one came back, you know, with Cam going out, the timing of that for us with with Marcus being ready was, was significant. Obviously, that streak of games, Cam Jordan, it comes to an end thanks to COVID. Pretty remarkable, right? I mean, pretty unbelievable, especially considering that position. Um, I just, you know, it's one of his many great traits is that durability, staying powers, conditioning level, and um, uh, they could uh, a testament to the type of player he is and how he works. The other aspect of Cam Jordan, as I mentioned it with Luke Johnson earlier back in our number one, you're hoping you get him back this week. Sean Payne was asked, what was he really sick or how is he doing health-wise? He's not in the building. Occasionally there's a tweet I'll see and it sounded like he was fairly symptom, you know, without symptoms. So I, I think that's going to be his question to answer when he gets back. Um, but he appeared to be like anyone really, you know, you're a little frustrated because you can't help, you can't do it, you know, you're just kind of waiting. 172 straight games came to an end back this weekend. Uh, also, one of the things that he touched on was Taysom Hill. His overall thoughts after looking at the tape, his performance. I thought it was one of his better games. I mean, I, I can look back on last year's four starts and then this year, you know, and, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good, you know. Get a couple throws, uh, but just as relative to where he's throwing in the design and the defense, uh, I thought it was good. I thought he played well. One other thing to keep an eye on this week. Yesterday was the highest number. I don't know if you've been noticing in the NBA. Got a couple of players in the COVID protocol and it fell as well. Yesterday, Adam Schefter tweeting, it was the highest number of positive tests that came back in the NFL since uh, well, this this whole year. So last week, three Saints players, Cam Jordan, Ty Montgomery, Mark Ingram. Coach was asked, look, with the numbers going up, is it a concern right now as it is around the league? Hey, you cross your fingers each day, you know, when they come in. Um, We've seen it all. I mean, last year, one in the morning, waiting to find out if we had a fullback. And then we saw, you know, what happened to Denver and then our Carolina game and um, hopefully the league ourselves and everyone's, you know, kind of on the on the right half of the dial where it's going to gradually um, decrease, but certainly it hadn't gone away. So the follow-up to that was, is he planning on doing any different changes to the COVID protocol with this team or maybe even reminding players, hey, uh, 
be aware of what's going on. I think you pay close attention to it, especially when you come off of, John, like, a, you know, we so we played a Thursday game and then guys had a little bit more time. It's, it's not our bubble that you worry as much about. Is is It's what's going on outside the bubble before it comes into our bubble, you know. Um, that's the big thing. There you go. Quick break. We come back. We'll speak with Fletcher Mackle from Channel 6 Sports. I'll get his take on Todd McShay's mock draft 1.0. His thoughts on Zion and the Pels. The report that Jackson Hayes could possibly be available as the Pelicans look to be buyers before the NBA trade deadline, which is February 10th. We'll talk to him about that and more. Plus his thoughts on that Chip Kelly video with Walker Howard. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Now I'm not the kind of person with a passionate persuasion. It's the Big Finish Sales Event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Let's come and open up with this anyway. It has dropped. The Netflix movie about Sean Payton. Home team. It's out. It's out. Opens up with, oh, there it is, the Super Bowl. You want to hear it? Two-minute trailer. I'll open it up here in a quick sec. The Saints win the Super Bowl! Hey, Coach. Mr. Goodall is on the phone? Roger Goodall is on the phone. The commissioner. He didn't say what his job was. Coach Payton has been suspended for a full year. Sean, what are you doing here? Just came to watch my son play football. Played a great game out there. You lost zero to 40. Can't help it if all your teammates are horrible. He was, he was good, too. A couple of good guys. We're the worst team in the league. They need some motivation. You're seriously ordering a pizza right now? Oh, yeah, I want stuffed crust. What kind of question is that? <laughs> That's just the beginning of the trailer. What do you think? Fletcher Mackle joins us from Channel 6 uh, Sports, the sports director over there. Sir, what do you think of the trailer? I think it looks fun. It looks like a, a fun family movie. I kind of think that that's what we were expecting. They said it was going to be a family comedy, and mm-hmm. it looks like a family comedy. And so um, I, I think it should be interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, is it going to win an Academy Award? No. But I don't think they went in thinking they were making a movie that was going to be, you know, uh, the next Rudy. And so uh, I think it's going to be a fun family comedy that's going to mm-hmm. resonate here with a lot of people because it was filmed here. So we're going to see a lot of New Orleans centric stuff. And, uh, and obviously, because so many people here know the story. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Fletcher, got a lot to get into, sir, and I want to get your opinions on a handful of topics here. And I just thought of you, and it's a good thing, but when I saw Todd McShay's mock draft 1.0, I'm like, there it is. Do you have your, your first mock draft ready to go? Do you wait to the end of the season? <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I always have done this for years and years yeah. and years. I wait until the Saints season is officially over. There so in go. recent years, I've, I've done it. I mean, you know, the 2018 season, I waited until after the Super Bowl to do it. Um, now, some of those lean years in 14, 15, 16, I could put it up at the end of the season when they were officially out. Um, but, no, I have not done a mock. But I can already tell you, I, I, my guy in the first round is going to be Kenny Pickett from Pitt, the quarterback, that I think New England gave New Orleans a blueprint of how to move on post-legend. You know, New England last year went for the, I hate to use the term retread, but the reclamation project in Cam Newton didn't work out. Then they just said, you know what? Supposedly New England was in on Stafford, couldn't get the star quarterback. They drafted their guy, and now they seem like they've got Mac Jones, who's going to be there. Even if he's not great yet, he looks like he's going to be a starting quarterback for that team for a while. So I think that I would expect New Orleans to be in on Russell Wilson, maybe even Aaron Rodgers, depending on who else is out there, potentially right. Garoppolo, I guess. But I think I think the Saints could really explore for the first time since Archie Manning drafting a quarterback in the first round. And I, I like Kenny Pickett from Pitt of all these quarterbacks. So I will have him to the Saints whenever I do a mock draft, but I don't have one yet. Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback selected in McShay's mock draft to the Steelers with the 12th pick overall. At 12, I mean, especially he has the Saints at 19 going with Cincy quarterback Desmond Ritter. 12 to 19 to 12 is not that hard to envision Fletcher moving up. I guess what I look at is this. If you're going with Wilson or Rodgers, you're going to have to give up first-round picks, right? The Saints need receiver. They need offensive linemen. They need quarterback. So if you go that route, you're giving up your first picks. I do think if you're going to hold on to that first round draft pick, we seen them, we saw them try to trade up into the first, you know, top five this year. So to go get to 12, 11, or 10 for the best quarterback in this draft, I, I think that's absolutely doable. Yeah, I think it's absolutely doable too. And I mean, look, just so, just to follow up on two things. One, you're right. I think if the Saints are picking, say, between 18 and 22, they can get up into the top 10. Now, it may cost them Michael Thomas, or it may cost them a future first-round draft pick, sure. but I certainly think they could get up. You know, last year it was, we can't get up from 28 to 8. Remember, they were trying to move up last year to either get the reports for J.C. Horn or Mac right. Jones. They were trying to get up in that 8, 10, 12 range, and they couldn't get up from 28. Going up from, say, 19, where they're slotted right now, to 9 is, look, it's, 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 it's not going to, it's not a, 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 a blink in its easy move, but it's something that can be done. So I certainly think that's what they'll explore going up a few slots to maybe get the quarterback they want. And who knows? Maybe they sit tight. New England sat tight last year. Everybody thought they wanted Mac Jones. Everybody thought they were going to trade up for Mac Jones, and they sat at 14 and got Mac mm-hmm. Jones. And so maybe the, the, the Saints like a guy like Ritter or, or Howell out of North Carolina or, or Matt Corral out of Ole Miss who McShay didn't even have, I think, in his mock in the first round, but I, I certainly think could be a first-round draft pick. But I would, I would say that I think the Saints would definitely explore trading up for a, uh, for a quarterback if that meant moving up to 8, 9, 10, 11 from where they're picking potentially between 18 and 22. And the other thing I was going to say, you know, somebody told me this, and it's very much true, is that if – if the Saints are going to explore trades for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, what fans need to know now is that it's going to hurt. That they're not, the Seattle Seahawks are not giving Russell Wilson away. And it's not going to be for three first round draft picks. Right. It may be three first round draft picks, Ryan Ramchek and Marshawn Lattimore. So what people have to buckle up for is if the Saints want Russell Wilson or the Saints want Aaron Rodgers, it's it teams, you know, everybody always wants their team to come out smelling like a rose and the other team smelling like you know what. Mm-hmm. But hypothetically, you know, if, if if I'm Seattle's general manager, John Schneider, and Mickey Loomis calls me and says, we want Russell Wilson, and Seattle feels like they're going in a different direction, I tell him, let's start with Alvin Kamara, which 
the Saints would say the deal's over. We're not trading Alvin Kamara. Sure. So then you say, okay, we're giving you one of the best quarterbacks in the league in his prime with a lot of good years left. Yes, we need those three first-round draft picks, and we're going to need, if not Kamara, elite players in return, be it, you know, again, take your pick. Lattimore, Ramchek, Armstead, yep. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. Like, it's going to hurt to get Russell Wilson. But I think the Saints would value that position and make a deal if it was on the table. Makes a lot of sense when you think of this as well. I wonder if the way the season has gone this year maybe changes maybe the approach that they would have taken, right? I mean, Fletcher, they started out 5-2 and two with average quarterback play, maybe even mediocre in terms of, look, they, they, they ran the football, they didn't have receivers, all those different aspects of it. So maybe Sean's saying, look, I got a good defense. They're young. I got some talented weapons on offense. If I can just get a guy to your point with Kenny Pickett or something like that to just manage the game and not hurt me, but there's potential for him to grow, maybe that makes more sense than selling the farm and, and trying to do that from that aspect of it. You know, pick at that play, man, where he was going to fake the slide and goes, that's kind of the best of both worlds. He's got a cannon, seems pretty smart, and he's got athletic ability that you see in Taysom Hill. It's kind of a combination of everything that the Saints had with, say, three quarterbacks. Yeah, and look, uh, again, I think they want more than a game manager. I mean, you need to have an elite sure, quarterback absolutely. at that position. So I think they want the But and look, Mac Jones may become elite. The thing for Mac Jones, what they're asking him to do this year is you're right. You're a rookie quarterback on a team with a veteran defense and a veteran O-line, and we need you to be a good game manager. That's where I think the Saints have a good defense, and the Saints have good veteran players mm-hmm. on the offensive line and skill, skill position guys. That's where I think if the Saints convince themselves of, I say the term blueprint, is instead of giving up a lot of your really good assets to get Russell Wilson, do you say, hey, we still have a really good defense, and we still have a really good offensive line, and we still have Alvin Kamara. We could take Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett and just go up a few spots and get them, and we keep our team intact where we feel like we're a good enough team. And even if that quarterback is a rookie, is a game manager, we feel like we're still good enough to be a competitive team in the NFC. And as that quarterback grows, we can become a real elite team in the NFC. Speak with Fletcher Mackel of Fletcher WDSU. We've got about three, four minutes left with you. So I want to eventually get here to the quick Pels, but just give me your best 30 seconds. What do you think we see Sunday? 11 points seems a lot, even though the Bucks are playing well, huh? 11 points does seem like a lot. I mean, it's the biggest point spread of the Sean Payton era. He's never been that big of an underdog since he took over coaching the New Orleans State in, in 2006. But look, here's the thing. Tampa Bay is rolling right now. I mean, that game with Buffalo was great, but Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender. Tampa Bay is, is hitting is, is hitting their stride like they did at the end of last year. And the Saints have struggled recently. They still are dealing with injuries. Look, they beat the Jets, but the Jets are awful. I mean, really awful, beyond awful. And so, uh, again, I get it. I, I, I do think this is one of those games where Sean Payton could play master motivator and maybe get them uh, uh, like to play more competitive. But I still think whether or not Tampa covers by 11.5, I think Tampa's going to win the game. But an 11.5-point spread is huge in the NFL. On to the Pels. We got the news over the weekend. We don't know when we're going to see Zion. Um, just your quick thoughts on that, and we're going to get to the report that maybe Jackson Hayes could be available and the Pelicans are looking to be buyers. And then I'll ask you, should there be buyers and sellers? But give me your thoughts on Zion first. Yeah, it's, look, it's just sad and it's discouraging. You know, two years ago, basketball here after the whole Anthony Davis fiasco got an immediate shot in the arm. Um, I know that Zion is a great player. We saw last year. He did things, historic levels, that sh- things that hadn't been done since Shaq was in the league. So, again, it- it's just unfortunate he can't stay healthy. I think the organization is responsible for mismanaging some of the decisions, three head coaches in three years, a lot of changing players. That's not stability, you know, that you, you want when you're building something around your superstar. Um, but nonetheless, Zion, just the fact that he seemingly can't stay in shape and doesn't take the professionalism, seriously, it, there's a lot of dirty hands, so to say, in what has gone wrong in the last two years with basketball and the Big Easy. But it's just upsetting because I really think if they could just have some consistent winning, we'd see the Smoothie right. King Center rocking and we'd see fans more engaged. It's just as hard to get fans engaged when you're good one year, bad four. Good one year, bad three. Good one year, bad three more. It's just it's hard. And then 
you know, it, again, it's just it's discouraging. So that said, our question of the day over at ESPN Radio, Nola Fletcher, is should they be buyers and sellers? There's a report out there today that they're looking to be buyers to get into that 10th spot. Jackson Hayes could be available. He was the former number eight pick. What do you think the team should do? Should it be buyers? Should it be sellers? So, you know, you, people talk about my fake trades and mock trades. I am completely perplexed right now about this team because I just don't know. Normally, I, I've covered this team every year since they got here 19 years ago. Um, and so normally you can say this isn't the year, regroup. But, look, they have good veteran players. Jonas Valanciunas is playing at an all-star level. Brandon Ingram is playing at a borderline all-star level or at an all-star level. Uh, when Zion gets back, it would be nice to see what this team can do. I, I just don't know if you sell off commodities like that and look to the future. I mean, do you really want another 19-year-old kid to develop for two or three years? That would be fine. But, again, at some point, you've got to win. And so – I'm not opposed to them being sellers, but they're just so bad this year. I mean, they're 8-20. and 20. They're in last place in the Western Conference. Even if Zion comes back and they dig themselves out of this hole. So, to me, I would say this is the year they should do what they did last year. Last year, they stood pat and didn't do anything. This year, I think they should probably just stand pat and, and see, who, see who and what they are, try to get healthy and get back in that way, and then maybe go into next season with a better understanding and Willie Green in year two. I don't think they should sell off assets for draft picks or young players, but I also don't think they should go as the worst team in the Western Conference and try to acquire veteran players that are going to push them into what? A one-game play-in? Again, it's just hard for me to see a path forward. Right. I think we need to see this team before we know what they are, and until Zion returns, we won't know what the direction is. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm at. I, I'm the same boat with you. I, I don't know. And, and I can't really say what pieces I sort of need. Now, obviously, they need scoring. We need consistency at the two and the, the guard play and all that. But does that get better when Zion gets on the court? So we'll close with this, Fletcher. Are we going to see Zion this year? I don't think we are. I, I, I think that it, so right now he's shut down indefinitely. I'm told two to four weeks to let his foot rest. Well, you're talking about the beginning of, of January. If, if he's cleared with, with no soreness in the bone healing, well, that means he probably needs two to four more weeks to get in basketball shape, five-on-five conditioning. to get. So you're talking about a February return. And let's just say that what if the bone's not healing properly and he needs another procedure? Or what if the bone's not healing to the point of, hey, we need to shut him down this season and reevaluate? That's where I think we're going to get to. I think it's just going to get to the point where it's untenable yeah. try to ask him to come back, come back in February with two months left in the season, and let's go on a 20-game winning streak. I just think, what's the point of that? So <laughs> I, I think that I, I think we, we've seen we will not see Zion this year. I'm, I'm kind of feeling that as well. It just doesn't make much sense to that standpoint. And quite honestly, not you, you never want to say this publicly, but if I'm one, two, or three in the lottery, Fletcher, you know, I mean, uh, got some pretty good players out there as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't think i go that way. But we'll see, man. Thank you for your time today, sir. All right. I At Fletcher WDSU is the way to follow him over on Twitter. I'm with him. I, I don't know if you see. I mean, if you're looking at mid to late January, February. I mean, you mentioned a 23-game winning streak. Like, you have to win a lot of games to get the 500 to get to that 10th spot. I know right now it's just six losses. I don't know. We will see. Time will tell. Open phone lines the rest of this hour. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses. eBay Motors never has that problem. They stock all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters. I can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts. I mean, where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors. Let's ride. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team. 
especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Aaron Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. The way to chime into the conversation. What do you think? You heard Fletcher there say some um, some things that made sense, right? Not only from the quarterback position with the Saints and what would you do next year. And obviously, I know they got four games left, but I mean, it's the question next year. And it is. It is an open audition. And I mentioned this last week when, or the week before when he started against, you know, Dallas. What if Taysom Hill quarterbacks the Saints into the playoffs? Wins a playoff game. You going with Taysom next year? If he beats the Bucks on Sunday. Like, makes plays to beat the Bucks. Touchdown passes, runs, like, legit he is a reason that they win. By the way, he's going to have to. I'm telling you, I just did. Devin White is the Alvin Kamara kryptonite. I, I, I can't honestly think. Am I wrong here? 800-998-1003. Think of another team or even player that seems to kind of almost neutralize Alvin. I'm trying to think of Alvin Kamara's games against the Bucks. I'm going to do that tonight for some homework. As they get back to work tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll have some numbers and some stats. Kamara's games against the Buccaneers. Especially in a game that Devin White's played in. I, I just feel that, you know, he just, the athleticism, the speed, the works. Anyway, so let's talk about some of the things that Fletcher said there as well. Pels fans, buyers or sellers, it's our question of the day. Do you think the team should do that? And you heard him kind of say some of the things as to what do you want to do with this team. And I, I it's, it's what I keep saying. I, I don't know until Zion gets on that court. Um, I don't know if you could approach it that way. Or do you look at it like this? I'm progressing the rest of this season as if I'm not going to see him. In other words, like this. I'm trying to get this team into the postseason. This team right now is being led and will be led by Brandon Ingram. Over the last seven games, he's playing much better. Looks like he's ticking up in the direction where this is his team. This is his team. So I'm building this team to try to get to the postseason. How can I best help Brandon, Valanchunas, are your two consistent double-digit scorers? Do I need some scoring help? I need guard play. That's kind of how I feel. So I can be a smart buyer, bargain shopper, or just something of that nature. Again, the report today, we'll speak with Schmidt Dua coming up at 2.05, that Jackson Hayes is available. You're selling potential there, athleticism, right? And I know there's some some Pels fans already, you know, Sadoransky, Temple, I, I get it. Look at people on this team that like them. Coach likes their veteran leader with Temple. I, I Again, I'm not being ugly. 
Sadoransky has not worked out. I don't know what else to say. Um, so I don't know if I can. Somebody told me today, Pels need to go get a big name. I, that's not where you are. I, I don't think that's where you are for a number of reasons. A, again, the worst case scenario is you struggle to get the 20 wins this year. You're sitting at eight. And you're in a top five lottery spot based on record and in your percentages to get the top pick go up. Shucks. I hate to say that, but again, you're you're eight and twenty one. I'm not a mathematician. I did not get a degree in advanced mathematics. I'll probably have to ask somebody that's smarter than me as to what it would take for them to get to 500. I mean, Fletcher kind of, I think, jokingly said a 23-game winning streak. I mean, that doesn't seem possible, but in, say, 10-game stretches, in, say, 10-game stretches, you're, you're probably thinking... I mean, you almost have to go to go 82. There's, what, 53 games left, right? 82 minus 29? 53? And 50, out of the 53 games remaining, and you're 13 games from 500 now. So in those 53, you got to win 13 while maybe losing. Like, you got to go like, you got to go like 4 and 1. In stretches of five games, don't you? Seven and three in stretches of, what, three? Stretches of ten games? I'm just trying to do the math. I, I, it's going to be hard for them to get to, to, to 500. And I don't know if you, I mean, you know, and again, I, I know in the offseason, let's go get Dame Lillard, go get all these. That, that's not what this team is. And that'll make sense for a handful of reasons. You got to get Zion on the court one way or another. Good or bad. Good because you hope that he can still be a franchise player and a top player in the league and a guy that you build around. Bad if he doesn't want to be here and you're fed up with him and you want to trade him. What? There's no value. You, you want to increase that value. We can discuss whether or not you still want to give the extension or offer him that rookie extension in the summer if he takes it or not. He's restricted after next year. So, I mean, you, you got you got some time. But I think I'm a buyer for certain areas of shopping. If you can find scoring, you can find guard play, sure. And again, it stinks that your number eight pick is available three years later. But that's where we are. I can't disagree with it, to be honest with you. Cajun Goat, thank you for calling us, sir. What do you got for us? Well, you stole my thunder a little bit mm-hmm. because I agree with you. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, you trade whatever, man, because you need better backcourt play. You need, you need to, you need the guys, you need guards. You, you really don't have a true starting NBA guard on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you need shooters. I mean, you got to go out and see what guys are available. I mean, even a trade with, with the Bulls, with the Alonzo. I mean, Kobe White was showed to be a really good guard last year as a rookie. You know, when he was a rookie, he showed to be a really good guard. That was a guy that I would I would have liked liked to got to Lonzo. Uh, you know, you're not going to find the top names, but there are guys out there that can that can uh, that can play that don't see a lot of time that might want to be a starter for this team. And uh, to get uh, Willie to get them started and and playing his way. You know, I think you need to. I think you need to buy some things, you know, and, and get mm-hmm. rid of a few things. I don't think losing Jackson Hayes is going to change the Pelicans' record. Yeah, and again, I, I just think you, you you're projecting forward in this aspect, Cage, and going again. I is he going to be better in two, three years? That's fine. But if we're apparently operating under this have to win now, must win now, got to give the appearance of trying to win now. I, again, you, you've said it. I mean, you, you've been a Hernan Gomez fan. I, I can't take him off the court for Hernan Gomez right now, right? I mean, I, I can't. Oh, and 
you know, have did it last year. I'm with you. I, I'm just <laughs> saying. So am I, am I banking that I can do that next year? What if, again, I can get, say, some shooting and some scoring this year that can maybe help me get to the 10th seed? And, again, hoping that Zion can come back. To Fletcher's point, he said he's here in two to four weeks. And then at that point, he, and I agree with him, probably another two weeks at least to get in a basketball shape. So, yeah, you're you're looking at early February, you know. But, but, yeah, but Gus, yeah. you, you build a team, knowing you got Zion's hurt, you still need to build the team so when he does come, if the team is playing well and winning games before he comes back, that just gives you something extra, right? I mean, I would mm-hmm. say if you can get guys that can shoot, and this is what the, this team has a horrible time trying to uh, shoot the ball. But I think your backcourt looks really good right now. I yeah. mean, your, your, your front court with, your, with, with, with Ingram and, and Valanchunas and these guys, I think they look really good. So what would you Hello? do? Yeah, no, I'm saying, so what would you do, Cajun Goat? Do you buy, do you sell? I'm buying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get guys on this team that I can, that I can make a team for Willie Green. You know, uh, Willie wasn't, Willie was handed these players. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I want something that Willie wants. Willie knows he needs shooting. Let's get him some shooting. We need it. I mean, you got, they got Buddy Hill that's been a trade rumor. I wouldn't mind having Buddy back here. I'm he with you 100%. And now that, the name he's actually playing better head. defense. Yeah. yeah. That's literally the name that popped in my head. And, and it seems like the last seven months, the end of the last season and the beginning of this season, Buddy Hill's been available. I'm with you. Buddy Hield would be a target. And I know it's a guy this team drafted years ago, but that would make sense to me. That's a guy that can shoot. And that's what this team needs. Yeah, and I, I didn't like I didn't like Buddy leaving. I, I wanted Buddy to be here. I didn't like the trade. I didn't like what they did. And you know, this organization needs to get it together. And those are the type of players I think you can add to this team and make this team a good team. You know, but you also need a dominant point guard, a guy that can handle the ball without turning it over, mm-hmm. and has a high basketball IQ. And they have some young guys in the league right now that 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 that, that can do it. That's sitting on the bench. Find those guys. Get them in here. Have you have a young nucleus? This is what we know we're 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 going with. Instead of having Sato and and Temple out on the floor, and when Temple's out there, he just looks like my grandfather playing. Mm-hmm. So he looks old as heck. So you know we need. I think start him now, Gus. It doesn't matter what Zion is doing. I think you need to get the team in the right direction, no matter what. Hmm. I'm with you, and I do think that is an important aspect of it too, right? Because we always talk a lot about culture, changing the culture. And if I guess you can look at it like this, Cajun Goat, if you are not trying to do everything you can to make the playoffs this year, that could come back to haunt you, huh? Yeah, you're exactly right. And and another thing is, you, I mean, you have young guys that seem like they're going to work out. I mean, Herb Jones is past that draft of Zion. Herb Jones is the second best player that they've drafted so far in the in the era of uh, of Griffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can can you tell me that he's not a better player than Naw? I mean, Naw is expendable to me. Mm-hmm. If you can't hit your shots, guy, and you're going to keep turning the ball over in the fourth quarter, and you're just going to keep doing things yeah. that you can get better, dude. You played all you played all all summer with the Olympic team. Yeah. You know, uh, come on, you got to do better than this. If you can't do better than that, he's on my train block too. Give me a guard that's going to give me something. Yeah. I don't have that right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank you, KG. You know, appreciate it. And what you're going to do, you're going to sit on these guys, Gus, another year or so, that's and, and you're still going to have the same problems? Yeah, Makes no, no it's a good point. And look, and it's not fair, I guess, to the guys that are busting their butts out there. And, and again, that coach is trying to build a culture of not giving up and winning. And you can't look, six games from the 10 spot. Your six losses. You should be able to make up six losses. It's December fourteenth. So, I'm I'm telling you, I'd just like to see this team go on a six game winning streak. I haven't <laughs> I, seen I, it in I, two I, years, I, two to three years. This might have been longer than that, right? Gosh, it has been. It's all oh, great. This just in the Max Kellerman TV show. They're talking about Zion suffering a setback in rehab. <laughs> That's oh. hey, and let me tell you something else, Gus, about the Saints. Uh, Kamara also has a problem 
getting good yardage against the Falcons, too. The, the Jones is go. a pretty good linebacker. To Here we right go, out. Perkins. I'm reading the uh, closed caption. The ownership and David Griffin have to do a better job like they do for the Saints to do for the Pelly. So, yeah, it's everybody else's fault he's hurt. Anyway, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not reading anymore. Thank you, KG. They, they must listen to your show, Gus. They must listen to us talk on your show. <laughs> Lack of energy by the organization to try to get them to win. Hey, way to pay attention, Kendrick. Or do you believe? Do you agree with them? 800-998-1003. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Am I awake Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Alario Center in West Wego. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Alario Center in West Wego to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Get holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengat. It is, but a helicopter has crashed on the Bonnie Carey Spillway Bridge. Major traffic delays all around the area right now. If you pull it up, I'm trying to see exactly where it's at. I'm... Looking at a live picture of the traffic camera, and it's showing traffic going in one direction. Tons of uh, blue flashing lights on the other. So I'm trying to figure out which direction that is. But there is a lot of traffic over in the Monte Carey Spillway. It looks like it's closer towards the Laplace side of the Monte Carey Spillway. The delays coming out of the city and out of Kenner kind of start basically after the 310 Split there. So if you're coming 310, you're fine. If you're trying to get to the interstate and the traffic is starting to build up, it does look westbound. That's towards Baton Rouge. The The road's starting to get more red and yellow back towards Kenner. So it could be more than likely the crash is probably before 55 there. And there's a ton of traffic now with that road at the exit from the interstate through Laplace to get the airline. So it does look like everyone's being diverted that area. So um, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, if you're in around there and you can tell us where that's at, I'm I'm trying to find it while I chat as a helicopter crashed right on the Bonnie Carey spillway and looking at the still photo here, um, it's going to be closed for a bit. That is um, not anything that resembles a helicopter. Unfortunately, and uh, there's a fire and a lot of debris. So we'll keep you posted on anything from that nature. But again, if you're heading to Laplace and Baton Rouge, you may want to just go ahead and hit airline as the traffic is building back towards the city here. Earl, thank, uh, thanks for giving us a call, man. How are you? 
Hey, Goose, it's been a minute, man. Happy holidays, buddy. How you Happy been? Happy holidays to you, too, man. How you been? Oh, good, man. Just getting ready for the holidays, getting ready to do a little hunting trip. I haven't been able to do a oh, whole lot this year. It's almost, it's almost like fishing weather or summertime. Goose, with the weather's been kind of crazy, man. Okay. It's, uh, uh, hey, Goose, I saw uh, yesterday or last night, I saw the line was like 11 and a half. Or, I don't know what it is, man, but... And I don't know about you. I'm actually feeling pretty good about Sunday. Mm. I don't know if we're mm. going to win, but I think it's going to be a pretty close game. The Saints D usually plays Tampa. Uh, it's a tough matchup for them usually, and uh, and, and I think we're getting everybody healthy, huh, Goose, on a, on a defensive side mm-hmm. uh, back for this game. Is, is Jordan back? And 22's back, I know, so. Man, how do you feel about this coming week? I, I mean, I take the, the points in the Saints all day long on the points. That is, Gus. Well, I look at I look at it like this. I think eleven is a lot. I also understand it, right, from this aspect of it. Right. The Saints struggle to score. The Saints do not have their leading receiver, Deontay Harris. The Saints have Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was a massive difference against the Jets. They struggle stopping the run. They do not have anything resembling Devin White. Okay, they they don't. Right. Shaq Barrett has nine sacks. Now, Ryan Ramchek has pretty much neutralized them in those meetings. Ryan Ramchek, we're hoping, will be back this week. If he is back, that does help Taysom Hill at quarterback. That does help the run game. That does help all of that. But if I'm Tampa Bay, I mean, I, I'm playing man. I'm, I'm playing absolutely. I'm pressing at the line. Yeah. Man coverage on the corners for whoever it is that's out there at receiver, and I'm run-blitzing the entire game. I mean, Alvin Kamara's not getting to the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm Devin White. It's real simple. Where 41 goes, you go. Bathroom, drink of water, out route. I mean, wherever he goes, and he does, they already do that with him. So that's my concern, so I can understand that, because where's the scoring going to come from? So Sean's going to have to do... Turnovers, Goose. Turnovers. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're back to the Cowboys game plan. You remember what I said? They the keys to victory were that week. Defense is going to yeah. have to score somehow, some way. Either score themselves or provide a turnover that's a short field where the Saints can snap the ball and there's three points already. Right. So inside the forty, a turnover inside the Bucks forty. Special teams. I'm going to need a big return, a, a run, a touchdown, a blocked field goal. Like, I'm going to need that. On top of that, Taysom Hill's going to have to make plays with his arm. He just, yeah. It's going to have to. It's going to have to be a pass, you know, that is a catch and run, or his leg. But he, he himself will have to be responsible for at least two touchdowns. One on the ground, one in the air, two in the air, two on the ground, I don't care. He has to be responsible for 14 points. I'm already hey, Goose, giving you the case. Can, yeah, go ahead. If we if we happen to not win this game, and if we win the rest of our games, can we still get in or we need help? Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you sweep the next four, I really think you have a good shot. Because, again, one of the teams above you right now is the Falcons. You're playing them. The Panthers, right. I know, but you're playing them. Uh, I think Miami's a winnable game next week. I know they're playing really I well. So. They're playing better. I but I, so. I, they're not the Bucks. I mean, you can beat the Bucks this week. Is, is, that at, I'm, hey, I'm, Goose, is that at home? Is Miami at home? Miami's at home. Miami yeah, Carolina is like at game. home at Atlanta is the final game of the year. I, I, I like the rest of them games, Goose, besides, besides Tampa. I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be close, but I, uh, we got to get some balls. We got to get some turnovers. We got to get yeah. a lot of things to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Goose, uh, Merry Christmas, baby. Have have a good one. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Same to you, man. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to everybody as we are. Next week is Christmas week, guys. Santa coming to town soon. Uh, it's I-10 eastbound. I-10 eastbound is where the helicopter crash occurred on the Bonnie Carey spillway. So that is shut down, right? They're getting everybody to get off, essentially, at... Uh, the second Laplace exit, Highway 51, the rubbernecking is extending all the way, basically getting closer to the 310 area where I-10 and 310 hit. And I'm seeing a lot of little red marks. I wonder if there's some wrecks there going on. Bonnie Carey's is, is a mess. If you're going to Laplace BR, just go ahead and get on airline now. 
It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only, approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Yeah, sure, the players bring some skill to the game, but if I don't put them in my lineup, who cares? Not me. I'm 